Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. You can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. Now he got to take his ass back up this way. He needs kind of resorts. You know, he don't need to be over here, you know, because, they, again, they're stealing and, 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 and taking. Yeah. So they associate them all together. Got to Turkey. Same fucking thing. Slept off the plane in Turkey. We out there partying. My boy getting his ass whooped in the club. In the club. Like, they whooping his ass. We come over there like, oh, what the fuck going on? He with us. So everywhere I've been in this world, even, yeah. in, Germ- even in white countries, Germany don't like white people. Oh, yeah, not at all. Italians don't fuck with white people. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, don't nobody fuck with it. And that's what they mean when they disgustly be like Americans. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they just don't want to say white people, but that's yeah, really that's what, what they, they mean. mean American, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> they know what they're doing that, right? So, let me okay. tell you, he is like, about, I was talking to him as a major uh, when I retired. Uh-huh. I came from the intelligence community. So, we get these reports all the time about how it's not safe for Americans to go here. It's not safe for Americans to go there. Right, and what they was, they didn't come out and say, so they told us we couldn't go. Yeah. So one year, it was like we're we had bought these tickets to Mexico. We we're going down there, and I don't stay at resorts when I go places like other countries. I'm not white. I don't have to stay at a resort. You know yeah, I, mean? I don't have to stay where it's safe. I want to go experience the culture. I yeah, the food. I want to be in the mix. Yeah, I want to go to the clubs. I want to I want to feel how they live. Like I'm not going there to be on American resort or Canadian resort and do American shit in Mexico. Yeah, I want to go to Mexico. And I want to go to the grocery store. I want to cook. I want to meet the people. I want to have a cookout with them. You know what I mean? I want to chill. Like, and that's exactly what we were standing in the bomb ass villa, bro. Three stories high, mm. cool on the top. But it's in the middle of a fucking city, bro. Fido Carmen, as a matter of fact. But it wasn't in the queue. It was in the, it was in the villa. Like Airbnb, somebody fucking shit. You know what I mean? We kicking it, bro. We walking back and forth to the clubs, the bars, bro. Uh-huh. Bro who saw me was like, American football? I was like, yeah, I like American football. Bro, sitting in the club, some white people sitting in the VIP, he was like, kicked them all out. Brought me and everybody in, brought us in, bro, we in there. So at one point, I told my wife, I said, I think he think I play American football. Mm. I was like, damn. So we said, we chopped it up. But it wasn't nothing, he turned the VIP. Then the yeah. drinks start coming. Uh. Then my wife had to go to the bar, uh, to the bathroom. So he looked at me, he was a black dude. Well, he, uh, black Hispanic, right? Okay. He was like, bathroom? Banos? I was like, yeah. He was like, hold on. I was like, no more walking to the bathroom. No, I got you. He get in front of him, bro. He is pushing the fuck out of people in the club. Like, shoving motherfuckers to the side, right? the way, yeah. He walked into the bathroom, bro, and kicked everybody out of the bathroom. <laughs> and told my wife to go in there, stood in front of the door like this. So now I'm hella uncomfortable, right? So yeah. I'm like, bro, I don't know how to break into my man. <laughs> like, I don't know how to break into this cat. That I'm just a regular ass dude, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So we get back to our section. So we like, well, we're about to go. Just getting uncomfortable. Like, this nigga's like, thin. the club is getting hella packed. Everybody taking pictures of us and shit. And I'm like, it'd be cool if we was really celebrities. Yeah. But niggas gonna Google who the fuck it is and realize it ain't me. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, we sitting in this bitch, man. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, we walked out the club, this nigga walked us six blocks to the cab station. Uh-huh. And I was like, we walking home, bro. But we went to the cab station just because I didn't want this nigga to walk all the way to the crib. with was like yeah. a mile and a half. Yeah. Bro, next day he see me. He took us to the burger spot. They gave us food. I was like, man. I don't even have a heart to tell this man. I'm tipping this dude like 40 bucks every time. Because I don't have a heart to tell him, bro. Yeah. I don't know who he think I am. I'm like, I don't know if you think I'm in the Smith. I don't want to fuck with him. He's showing hella love, man. We, but man, everywhere we go on this planet, like I said, we jumped on a plane. 
and went down there. Had a fucking blast. Mm-hmm. Went over, man. We had a fucking blast. There's people who I told them, I said, I think I'll visit my family in California. Brought tickets and left. Then had, there's some of the kidnapping Americans in Mexico. You can't go down there. You can't go down there. I be hearing that a lot. That's too. white people shit, bro. Yeah. That's why I know they ain't taking us. No, they ain't taking us. They not fuck with us. Like, and they, they look at us. I feel like, and this is just me, I feel like they look at us like, uh, like they look at their family as here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're here to do what you gotta do. You mistreated. You, you yeah. suffering the same shit firsthand. Yeah, I ain't about to give you more bullshit. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, they not associating us with being, and that's why when women come up here from different countries, they want to marry a white guy initially. Yeah. Because America, that's America. That's what their view of America is. Even people from Africa, they come here, they want to marry a white guy because that's America to them. Yeah. You know I mean that's what America is. Asians, that's America. I think that's I'm the stability. That yeah. those are people who win in this country. Yeah. <laughs> and then they trying to escape. You know what I mean? What they went through. So nobody want to come here and be a second class citizen to them. So I see what they're doing. And I get yeah. it. I yeah. completely understand. But you know yeah. what I mean? After a generation or so, you gonna have black grandkids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's. That's as far as me when I mean like times change in any time, you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. eventually, like, you come into something on survival, you're gonna have to yeah. stop living off survival. I said, same thing. And strategy, you know what I mean? Like, you started this with strategy, now you gotta live in abundance. You and that's a different now. mindset. You, now. you have to go from living to thriving. Yeah. You, have to, you can't live, and I think that's where African Americans, as a people, that's where we kind of get stuck at. The yeah. Survival mode. And then we take that survival, now we got these jobs, now we have this. And now we come into these other problems that are so foreign, like third, fourth generation of money coming to these, our, our stability. Yeah. We come into a situation where they're facing like what we call those white kid problems. Yeah. Like the drugs, the depressive music. The, they're not really taking them seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and so now we, we have to catch up on that front. So check this concept we're working out. I think it's, I think you like this. So we're work we're writing right now. And um, the podcast is called the Savage Gentleman Podcast. Savage Gentleman? Yeah, so that's okay. what we're working on right now. The Savage Gentleman. We already started a cigar company. We got even trademarked it. Oh, the that's Savage awesome. Gentleman. Congrats. Appreciate it, man. The Savage Gentleman Cigar Company. And so it's kind of like a play on words. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I believe in like this this uh, well-rounded concept. I don't think you should, first of all, I don't think you should ever combat stereotypes. I don't think you should I agree. a way to combat stereotypes. I agree. You can only show people, right? And yeah. the thing about it is there's power in these stereotypes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially, I mean, even let's take the simplest ones. Black men got the biggest dicks. And you know what I mean? There's still power in that. Because I go to the club and show you want to holler because We've you used can. that to our advantage yeah, at times. Not it. every black guy, but yeah. some black men have used that yeah. to their advantage. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying is yeah. there's power in stereotypes. I use that as an example when I'm explaining to people, right? You should. Uh-huh. It's not your job to change people's minds. It's right. not your job to go out of the way there, to make people... Think uh, differently of people with dress. Right. It's your job to live and be happy. Yeah. And in that, when they come in contact with you, they'll see whatever it is that yeah. doesn't match up. They'll see that naturally, right? And if I care, I can change their perception yeah, of a person with that hair. You know what I mean? I can just act and be who you are, who I want them to see you as this. Yeah. Sitting here with two monitors, writing and doing intellectual stuff. Will change some people's stereotype of black exactly. men, or black men with, with, with dreads or whatever. Exactly. Be, right. So I tell people all the time: just live and do well. It's not our job to worry about what the masses or how we perceive. Right. Are, are breaking down these barriers and walls for other people. When you come across these barriers, you just being you, a smart person. Like my oldest son has dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's like, he lives up in Boston, mm-hmm. a very white place. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, I went to college in my... Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know what it is. But yeah. it's also very... I think it's also... Really and that was 2008, so, yeah. yeah. Racially, also, it was different. Racially different. Demographically... It's still probably... Yeah, it's still a melting pot, but, it, yeah. I it was, like, Irish, Irish Irish and black Irish. there at the time. Yeah. And yep. the Italians got their little section. I had an Irish friend and his dad... See, the funny thing was... This was the same thing I was saying back then. Because yeah. I got a psychology background, too. Okay. But I was telling him... Because his dad didn't really want him rocking with me. But he yeah. didn't know how... And I knew he... I could feel he didn't know how to say it. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I also could feel it wasn't a place of hatred. It was yeah. a place of, like... He didn't know me. Right, right. And he didn't know nothing about... You know what I mean? Right. There wasn't people like me where he's yeah, from. He couldn't yeah. just go ask somebody, like... Yeah. Yo, there's this guy. What you think about... Like, he yeah. knows nothing about me. That's so, I tell myself so all he got is the news and yeah. the newspaper and exactly. other people that kind of look like him, the white people that was already in America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I tell people it's not always racism, bro. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't know what the fuck you don't yeah. know. And sometimes it's fear. Fear looks fear a lot of different a, ways. Fear is the main part. Yeah, fear looks fear. a lot of different ways. Fear is the biggest part. Fear is mm. not even like the small part. That's the larger part because I think that's where bias and racism is rooted. I agree. Fear. You know, I agree. So I think all of it comes out of fear, but the thing is, when you know better, you do better, right? Yeah. Now, every time I meet a white person, right? I lived in, I lived in Wisconsin, I lived in fucking mm-hmm. Alaska. Bro. You didn't lived around. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I meet a white person, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I'm their new best friend. Yeah. Because they're like, what the fuck? Like, why? So man. fucking cool, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so the thing about it was, I grew up in a place where racism wasn't really a big deal. California, really, racism wasn't. It's socioeconomic status. That's how you prove. Yeah, that's yeah. the fear base. It's all about it's a more classism than it is fear. If yeah. your money looks like my money, you grew up like I grew up, we hang out. Yeah, they don't care what you look like. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Matter of fact, they grow on dress. Like, the surface out there all got fucking dress. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck about They don't give a fuck that you black. They just know that we talk about the same things. We have much, we have a lot of interest to like. And as long as you're into the shit that I'm into, my assumption is that you're like me. Yeah. As long as you're doing the shit that I'm doing, my assumption is that. So if I met you, at a wine tasting, which mm-hmm. I, this is a true story, we met people at wine tasting in Napa, and you're dressed similar to what I'm dressed. You know what I mean? Are you pretty conservatively or whatever case may be out here drinking wine or whatever? The assumption is you're into the same shit I'm into. So my buddy came up from Florida, and he was like, man, he's an intelligent dude, social. He's like, nah, I don't fucking with crackers like that, though. Like, outside his actual social work, I don't fucking crackers like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, this is, I don't know what experiences you had, but let me tell you, this will be different. We took him to a wine tasting up in Napa, him and his girl, we having a good time. Mm-hmm. And an older white couple came over. He was disgusted. Like you mean, like he had a couple of drinks already. This nigga was like reverse racism kind of. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was on some like, yeah. I can't go have a good time. I have white people coming over here, want to be a part of what the fuck. He was looking for them to be a part. Right, because that's what he's accustomed to. Where he's yeah. From. So man, believe it or not, man, we met these cats. They were in their fifties. Mm. Cool as fuck. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Cool as fuck. We the next day invited to the house. He was like, man, they cool, but I ain't trying to go nowhere house man you know i'm gonna make pictures i did work he like it's like it's work you know what i'm saying man you yeah. know these motherfuckers man beautiful house like a normal house though grilling outside man these motherfuckers had they growing weed they like distributors for like they got these big ass like, while they outside system. yeah bro they like i mean leaves as big as your fucking hand like yeah. you know what i'm saying and my man was like bro i had no i was like you judging a book by its cover that's what yeah. you know what i mean you're not yeah. you're doing the same shit you know what I mean? These motherfuckers, the Northern California white people are hippies. These motherfuckers moved up here wearing patchouli oils, living in vans and shit, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. hanging out, fighting the same fight that we fought. Probably doing more than the average black person because they had the opportunity and latitude to do to fight the civil rights and do some of mm-hmm. these other things, right? Yeah. So, without risking as much. You know what I mean? So, these cats, like, man, he, he keeps in contact with them. 
we can, we're at their funeral because one of them passed away. So, you know what I mean? Because okay. they actually owned a farm, I want to say in Ohio, but they moved to California a long time ago and whatever and lived out there and his wife passed away from complications with a surgery she had. And so he was walking okay. back this way. And so he wanted us to come out, man. He stays, we still keep contact with this dude. And that's what I was telling people. It's about opening your, it's about education, but it's also broadening your personal life. When you have these things that you come across and you realize that, you recognize that there's a, and educated or not educated, mm-hmm. you know Because I mean? it doesn't mean anything. Because, you know I mean? The basic use yeah. is the basic use, right? Yeah. So I tell people, it's about enlightening yourself, man. And, and opening up your mind and being willing to learn outside of what you already know. Yeah. You mean, because, you know I mean, the sins of our parents, you know what I mean? The things that we learn from our fucking parents, don't, just because it worked, don't mean it's right. Yeah. Just because the shit that they went through in the shot, they were raised worked, don't mean it's right. We can always right. build on that to make shit better. Yeah. So, yeah, so we got this, this one uh, movie that, or this, this concept that I came up with that we're kind of right now, which is short right now. Uh-huh. And it's just to make people think, right? Uh-huh. So, we go back to African times, and obviously, Africa ruled the world. Yeah. It's obvious. Our fingerprint is everywhere. Our faces are everywhere, right? Yeah. So we came up with this concept. I, I came up with the kind of introduced to my brother and we're kind of working it together right now. So the concept was what if we actually were the original man, white people were the albinos that we sent off to the Caucasus Mountains because we had this belief as early Africans that they were cursed and they didn't have pigmentation. That's why they died when they went out in the sun. That's why they get burned and they had this reaction. So basically understanding human stuff, you know, at that time, which we thought was the knowledge. But, you know, you're not even building on ancient commit, the Greeks or anything like that. Before that, we're talking about we sent them off into Green and Caucasus Mountains, right? Mm-hmm. And what if they went up there, and because we are agrarian culture, uh, uh, agriculture culture, uh, agro, I can't even say the word right now. Mm-hmm. So we were a peaceful culture. Yeah. So we believe in, just like the Indians, so when peaceful cultures meet war cultures, peaceful cultures always lose. Right. So we were a peaceful culture, but we had these early basic beliefs of people and understanding, and we believed in peace, a beautiful, you know, paint a beautiful scenario, a beautiful picture. Well, we sent them off, kind of like in uh, 300. We saw 300, and sent if yeah. you were, you know, part of the Spartan League, you didn't measure up, you got, got rid of, right? Using that same kind of concept, we sent them off, sent them off, and then they grew in numbers. And they became more uh, warlike there because they had to fight to survive. They didn't have the culture. They, they were ripped away from mothers and fathers. And they were sent off. And they that's where they grew all this kind of uh, conquer, war, fighting, everything. Nature mm-hmm. fighting. They had to fight the, the, uh, the, they had to fight the elements. They had to fight everything. So they, they were real hard and very harsh communities. They didn't have the best lands or the best foods or access to all this stuff. They just grew, and I kind of want to draw a parallel when we're doing this to what's happening and how things have kind of turned, right? Yeah. So they went there, but they do have a knowledge of how we live because yeah. they come from this culture. Yeah. They do have a knowledge of... We taught how them how to bathe and how to take care of themselves. So. Right? Yeah. But they went there, and that's how they grew. Before they went off into Europe, they lived in these harsh climates and harsh lands. And that's really where the war culture and the ideas kind of started from. We had our little skirmishes here and there. So when they came down, they had this beef and this issue with us as black people, right? as people of color. And that's when they came in and they started to, you know, do these things. And so we fought them back. The hordes are these savages. We fought them back for years and years and years. And that's kind of where the white people kind of came from. You know what I mean? That, that the albino, whatever you want to call them, 
people came from, and that's where their mentality came from. Conquer, conquer, fight, fight. Mm-hmm. That kind of came from, and we still didn't develop in that way because we developed as a peaceful nation, a peaceful country, a peaceful union of countries in this way. And so we liken it to today to where now that's where the real beef came from because we initially shunned them. Mm-hmm. And they came back, and that's their inherent beef with us because mm-hmm. they're originally done wrong by the original man, which is us, right? Mm-hmm. And so we talk about that. And I was telling him that could be a that could be a fucking a series of fucking that goes on for hundred years. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out how to develop that, and then you know, mean develop where we are today, bring it today, and when we have these issues with you know, racial differences because we're all the same. So it brings like to the fact that we all came from the same place, we're all the same people, but. This is where the beef came from. You were sent out to these several places, you know, Russia and all these Icelandic areas and all this stuff that had harsh climate. You had to survive there. And always you hated the people who did that to you. Mm-hmm. And that's where your hate for us kind of came in. So as you developed parallelly and started conquering other little small and developing those type of deals, we were still developing peacefully and with mathematics and with science and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually it came, the world became small because we all became really big. Mm-hmm. And so, because I believe that people on the Arabian um, Peninsula, I mean, they're all, they're all from us. Like, you know I mean, they got lighter as they went out in Mexico. You'll see as they go further out from Africa, the lighter they become. Right. And so, if you ever been to, like I've been to Dubai, but if you ever been to that that peninsula, you'll see where you know where you talk about ancient Kemetis, where they say where the Garden of Eden was, where they say where all these things were where all the trade routes were, where all the, the knowledge and everything came from, that, you know what I mean, that came closer to, you know, the flow back and forth where we had the Christianity was developed mm-hmm. versus the uh, Muslim religion was kind of developed back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see that that was, you can see, like, if you look at the people, the further they get away from that, or the further they get from here, the darker they get and the lighter they become. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see that. You, you can definitely see where... We're like it all was birthed in the same place. We're all the same people. Because mm. even Egypt, Egypt and um, what's over there? Egypt and uh, like the Horn of Africa, Djibouti, all that. Those folks, the closer they get to the Horn of Africa, look more and more like as they transition. And then if you transition from the other way, the lighter they become, the darker they become, and the darker they become heading into Africa. As the trade kind of goes back and forth, you'll see. So you're telling me that I'm coming from where the faraway land, and I see a beautiful black woman. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not going to talk to her. Same thing with a black man seeing, or African man seeing this beautiful woman. You know, we fucking, you know what I mean? That's what we do. Like, you know what I mean? We fucking. And so that's how we kind of mix. You know what I mean? That's how things kind of change and kind of eventually. Yeah, mostly because you just, you look different. (laughs) Yeah, you look different. Yeah. And then you got to think about it at one point. I got these. If you look at, if you just look at the story of, um, let me see, I can name many of them, but we just talk about, let's say, one more popular is Manta Musa, right? Yeah. He coming through your town. And everybody come with him, balling out of control. Women gonna be women. Like women, they do shit yeah. now. We walk into a club, bro, with a crew of niggas. You know what yeah. I mean? And we all come in there. We got. Yeah, you got the money on you. We got, yeah, we got that. You can see different. we got money. You see we moving like that, and you see where you from and the guys where you from look like this. You're gonna say that's what I want. Everything that look like that and associated with that is how I want to move. Especially if you see somebody else having. Yeah, that's so how I want to be. I want to be now just because they look at me and they show me love. Shit, I'm finna stand next to this guy. I'm trying. Yeah. Dudes gonna want to be hanging with you, and the women gonna want to fuck. Yeah, that's how I go. So if you don't think that that's that's the span of time, that's women theory. History doing to repeat itself. Yeah. This yeah. stuff already been happening. Yeah, come on, man. It's you know, different so the book, settings. That, the movie, the short that we're developing. 
and we're kind of working toward that, kind of developing that, and kind of showing like where this kind of came from. But it's also shed light on us, come from the same place. So shed light on unity, but also shed light on uh, that. You know I mean that that I don't look at anybody and say that they hate me because they was hating. I think it's all based off of fear. Mm-hmm. It's all based off of misunderstanding, mm-hmm. misinformation. Because I was a part of a lot of campaigns and going to these other countries and destabilized governments. Okay. And what the first thing we did was when we, we, we spread out a lot of propaganda and misinformation. And, and so if you're the leader of this country, my job is, first of all, no one's going to, every, there's not 100% anything. Look at the polls in America. There's not 100% people that like or dislike you. Right. There's also not 100% people are radicalized against you, and not 100% people are going to be radicalized for you. Right. But there's going to be pockets for each one of those. So now what we do is we get the ones who are radicalized, and we talk to them, and we believe in your cause. We support your cause. Mm-hmm. Because you absolutely hate to them. Then we go to those, those motherfuckers who are just working everyday people, and we spread propaganda. But what we don't do is come out with just your agenda and spread that propaganda. What we do is we take a little bit of facts, mm-hmm. a little things that's rubbing you the wrong way, like sending your people to war, your kids come back in body bags type shit, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about that. And we talk about there's a difference and we want to make a difference. And then we also allow some of that radicalized propaganda to come in. So what happens is now we spread the agenda and we spread it to more people. So before we ever come into a country, before we ever announce on the news that we're going to engage somewhere, we've been there. Yeah. And we've been pumping information in there. Yeah. We've been doing this shit. We only go in once we realize that the numbers that we have significant numbers to support are that will help when we go in. Yeah. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, we're sitting down here right now and like ten niggas just drop off a fucking helicopter. You know what I mean? Talking about they don't speak our language. Talking about overthrowing a gun. I'm shooting that nigga. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you here to do. So we can't just drop in your country and be like, nigga, we here now to help. Yeah. We got to make sure there's information. We have to make sure there's a groundswell first. We got to make sure that we have enough people who are leaning either way. And then, once it's in our favor, once it's developed in a way that's in our favor, then we could, you know what I mean, go in and they can say they're here to help us. Because the thing about it is, I might not know you, mm-hmm. but I know you better not know them. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and if I look over at you and you like, nigga, now we need to kill these niggas. You know what I mean? We all kill yeah. them. So what happens is I gotta have. You know what I mean? It's like the friend of my friend, or the, the enemy of my friend is my friend, right? Mm-hmm. So now I gotta make it clear that he's your enemy, and now I'm here to support you as a friend. And what we do as Americans, we don't get in front of you. We might put a couple people out there to train, but we get behind you, mm-hmm. and we give you resources to go in front, to go out and do what you gotta do. Once we do that, then that machine is already rolling. The cars in the wheel are already going. And once it gets big enough, there's nobody that can stop it. Then we pull out, and then we take pictures. <laughs> then we shoot videos. Mm-hmm. And then we shoot that news around the world. You know what I mean? And that's how you destabilize government. You mean misinformation. You talk about those uh, pillars of society breaking down. You can't trust the government anymore. You can't trust education anymore. You can't trust the church anymore. Those are all pillars of society. Mm-hmm. Once those pillars, people start losing trust in the pillars of society, then they're right for a takeover. There's a reason why we keep Honduras unstable. Because Honduras has a lot of Germans. Germans tend to side with a lot of these kind of communist regimes, right? What we call communist or socialist regimes. So what happens is we keep them unstable and we keep them, keep them fighting each other and keep them throwing 
Same thing with uh, Dominican Republic. A lot of these places you have natural resources. You keep those destabilized because once they stabilize, they can make a choice. And once they make a choice, they might not choose you. Yeah. Now those resources. Especially when they think back to how you treat them. Right. And so now we. And so the thing about it is like those. They can go. They can once they hit the market. They hit the market. They're like shit. We can make a choice, and our choice is going to be to make money and bring my people out of poverty. Yeah. And China's gonna give me this much money. Russia come out give me this much money. America come out give me this money. But we've been here helping you. But it ain't gonna matter when it comes down to a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It ain't gonna matter if you say, oh, that nigga been here helping me. It's a business more. It's a business now. So right? like, yeah. And so what we do is we're like, okay, don't look like they're gonna choose us. And our money looking a little funny too, so. Yeah, you know what <laughs> so what's gonna happen is, man, that's something all the time. That's just all fake. America yeah. is owing people money. That shit is fake. China own people money. That's yeah. just, that little fucking lie. Yeah. I mean, that shit, that's fake. Because guess what? I'd rather go to war with you then. They fucking pay you trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go to war with you and take your shit. Then do you really owe a country that ain't going to go back to war with right, you? Right. <laughs> How they going to collect? Right. And people say, you know, I'll wait some little fools, right? Yeah. So I'm going to take the little bit that you're giving me. I'm going to take the little money that you are, you are offering me yeah. and shut the fuck up. Then go to war and lose all of it. Mm-hmm. And also get kicked out your fucking and country. And lose control. Man. Right. So, if you don't think China playing a long game, America playing a long game, and everybody else is just yeah. piranhas in the water, you know. And then, too, it doesn't become your problem after yeah. a while. Yeah. <laughs> a couple you know, generations like, away, this ain't yeah. going to be your problem no more. Yeah, because you're going to have other problems to worry about. Yeah. All it is is a piece of paper at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, my motto is, fuck you, pay me. Like, you know what I mean? Let's go. Yeah. I, I really, that's what I tell my kids, man. It's, it's not been a shrewd business, man. It's not been an asshole, man, but you have to have teeth. Yeah. The thing about it is, the, democracy only works if you have a really large army. Because mm-hmm. the alternative is, that's why I tell people the reason why Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were pitted the way they were pitted, and the reason why the people chose Martin Luther King, I would like to think it was a I would like to believe that we've seen this before with W.D. Boyd uh, and so many boys like Douglas and so many boys like the Pan African movement. Mm-hmm. I would like to know that we, I would like to believe that we studied and we did this on purpose, right? I would like to think we did it on purpose, but Malcolm, I'll say Martin doesn't work without Malcolm. Absolutely. They don't work without each other because guess what? Malcolm is the teeth and the alternative. Nobody gave a fuck about what Martin was talking about when he was talking about turning the other cheek and I'm marching. Nigga marched. Right. Sing your song. You don't even on the highway. You know, you're not even blocking traffic, bro. A boycott right. movement in Alabama don't bother shit in DC and New York. Mm-hmm. Take a march. Exercise your right to be peaceful. But when Malcolm X gained traction and his movement, Black Panthers gained traction, and their movement became powerful. And they their their philosophy was like, nigga, I'm tired. I'm not marching, I'm not talking to nobody no more. You treat us right. Or we gonna go to war. Now they're talking about uh, what's up with that Malcolm guy? I mean, what's up with that Martin guy? Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, W. Du Bois. Niggas wasn't rocking with W. Du Bois, man. Yeah. Niggas was rocking with W. Du Bois, man. Was motherfuckers who were like, you know, what I mean, who were really in the society and they wanted to be able to talk about it because they were being they were being asked questions. White people backed W. Du Bois mm-hmm. because their alternative was a radical nigga. So you like, ah, shit. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who this nigga is, but this nigga... Lesser of two evils at right. that point. So, right. You know what I mean? That had a lot to do with the agenda. And that's how we got where we got in this country, based off that. So I tell people all the time, we need a, model, a Martin. We do need a Martin. But he needs to be on the same page 
with Malcolm and everybody got to know their role. Mm -hmm. But when you get on and we get what we want, I'll be quiet as long as we get what we want. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't get in there and become a house guy. You know what I mean? And when we not get what we want, you call your crazy cousin. That nigga Malcolm, Malcolm holds a march or a rally. And this nigga marching with guns and bidets. You know what I mean? And I mean in the race. Mm -hmm. And, and marching, marching down Main Street. And let America see that. Then you say, you know what? I think I'm going to listen to Tim now. Yeah. Because that nigga crazy mm -hmm. cousin, that nigga's a problem. There's yeah. always some niggas down to get right. There's always some yeah. niggas down to cross some shit. And ain't none of that good for business. Ain't none of it good for business. Because not other countries you would do business with look like your country out of control. Yeah. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what Putin is pushing. That's exactly what Putin is pushing to the UN. Exactly what Putin is saying to you. This nigga trying to tell us how to run the world. These niggas got niggas setting shit on fire. But you don't think Putin got niggas setting shit on fire? Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't, you, up here, shit, y'all had some, what's that shit that cracked off up here? Not to, oh, well, no, it was on Wisconsin last one. If you don't think it was more white people in that crowd than anybody, mm -hmm. it was more white people in that crowd talking about Black Lives Matter than anybody, mm -hmm. they got their own agenda. They got their own fucking agenda. So I tell people, man, Stop watching local news, man. Stop watching. Oh, yeah, I've been. Yeah, I know. I, you need to do our previous conversation. Like, I had to. to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that you're aware, you're educated. Yeah. Because the world, man, the world is, is crazy, man. That fear mongering, man. man. They want people to stay afraid. And think about it, that's good for business. Yeah. That's good for business. But yeah, man, we got a lot of projects that we're working on. My brother's just dropped that's another awesome. project. I got a new one there, and I'll share it with you. Okay. I know you're not here working. I'm going to get up there and uh, entertain these old folks. You just listened to the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. You can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback and Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. Make sure you're watering your plants, everybody. Subscribe, share, and love.